Welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered with your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your Heart Centered Sales Leader and host, Connie Whitman. So I hope every week as you join, first you feel my mission or my, I'm, I'm making a movement out there to change that word of sales from being icky, sleazy, and pushy to really one of love, care, and respect. So I hope you join me on that wonderful journey. Also, to help you, the individual, with your mindset, again, around that whole sales um, kind of component, I have a free communication style assessment. Go to WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA freebie for you guys. And it gives you some insight on how you communicate, what your superpowers are, what your blind spots are. Um, but it'll really give you some insight into maybe what's holding you back from that realm of sales. So WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA, check it out. Um, and lastly, if you love me, which I hope you do, please subscribe, rate, and review. I do read the reviews, and I'm always touched um, by some of the comments that uh, my listeners are making. So thank you so much for that support. Now, my motivational quote today is by Dyth Banger. And Dyth says, listening to podcasts, reading a book, listening to an audio book, and watching films isn't a waste of time. It's how somebody becomes wise. So how many of you have or use Audible um, to read your books just because we're so busy, maybe not on the road so much anymore, but we've been, we're awfully busy. Audible recorded books are an amazing way to devour books in our busy lives. Now, did you ever stop to think about the narrators of those books? Well, today, wait till you hear his voice. I have an amazing guest, David White, and David is a voiceover expert amongst many other things. Professionally, David has produced audio and video-based projects while working for uh, the Tennessee School Board Association, two ad agencies, and since 2006 spent the majority of his career as an e-learning developer and audio-video producer at a national uh, franchiser. He began freelancing in 2015 and quickly moved into narrating audiobooks for Audible through ACX, then moving on to commercials and corporate voiceover and narration, all while supporting local video productions, either behind the camera or live on live shows. Most recently, David has entered the world of podcast support, produced projects for clients such as local and regional advertisers, YouTubers, a traveling museum exhibit, and in-house projects for companies like ServPro, Dollar General, HealthMaster, and Mars Pet Care. So please help me welcome my amazing, wonderful, tremendous voice, David to the show. So David, thanks for being on. Thank you, Connie. I was, I was desperate to, to give you some weird voice, but I'll, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just be me. And, but you have to be you because your voice is like so cool. And in that beginning, you know, my little intro, I thought I have to put that. I, you know, I've done audible for many years, you know, commu- I have clients in Connecticut. So you're in the, in the car so much. Never did it dawned on me. 
like, oh, a narrator for an audible, audible book. Yes, they do have a nice voice. You know, you don't really stop and think about it. So I, I love that your voice is amazing and people are getting a flavor of why, obviously, you do do voiceovers. It's clearly one of your uh, superpowers. Thank you. First question. How yeah. did you get into this voiceover thing and being the voice on so many books for Audible? It's just so cool. Well, as a video producer, I've been doing that again since the Tennessee School Boards Association years. And, you know, I am the person in the room that's making the video and I'm the most convenient voice. So I, I would voice over the, uh, the videos that I would create. It was easy enough to just be right there, have a microphone and, and do it. It never dawned on me that I could do that portion of that job as a profession. So should have started it years and years and years ago, but you know, like they say, no better time than today. So yeah. I, I jumped in and started recording. What I was trying to find out was for my current job, I was looking for ways to create audiobooks and from scratch with kind of a, a, a user manual in mind, just kind of an easy, easy audio guide for for our employees. And what happened was I ended up connecting with a group called ACX. This group is the audiobook creation exchange, ACX.com. They are the, uh, they, they connect Amazon audible to authors and producers. Cool. So the, what they do is they bring those folks together. So they would, they, the, they'll put a book online, and an, a producer will see you look at it. And if they want to audition for it, they'll send in an audition. And that's how you get connected. Then you work out the details. Isn't it crazy how, it, and, and it's, this is so common, right? So people listening to your voice, right? And and the first time that I met you, I'm like, you just like, you just kind of figured that out. Not, I mean, it's not just you, you but you were doing this for so long before you realized, like you just said, hey, I, I could do this for a living, right? And actually mm -hmm. make a living doing it. And it's something you like doing because mm -hmm. you're a little bit of a techna, techna guy, right? Yeah. So People are listening going, well, didn't he know he had a nice voice? So here's the thing, David, right? You, you probably fall into this with family and friends and, and your coworkers. We don't even know what our superpower is because oftentimes we have something that we're just naturally good at. Mm -hmm. So we think, well, can't everybody do that? So it never right. dawns on us to look at that superpower because it's, oh, yeah, doesn't everybody do that kind of per perception? to realize, wait a minute, this is, I love doing it. It's fun and I can make mm -hmm. money doing it. So what a great revelation. It's a great story that, you know, better, like you said, better late than never, right? Uh, something somebody just taught me, well, just recently was just, just because it's easy for you, it's probably not easy for a lot of other people. And that actually makes that skill of yours more valuable. It's true. And you have to have to realize that again, you are, you're unique to an extent. Um, the nice, the nice thing about the voiceover world, uh, it's, it's not the, the people that I know are 99% of them are just great people who are happy to help. They want to just give you advice and bring you into their world. And because for instance, you and I, Connie, if we were, uh, applying for an, op an opportunity, we might be applying for the op same opportunity, but you, number one, being a female voice, me being a male voice, we aren't in direct competition. And me having a darker, um, warm male voice, that that may not be what they, they want at all. And so, therefore, I'm just 
I'm not part of their their list of what they want. So we don't we don't have that competitive sure atmosphere that we live in. So so it's kind of nice that way. It's it's a really great uh, great environment. Now, when you and I spoke the first time we met, the um, you said that, well, Connie, you could even read your book and do the, you know, you could do the production and I would do the recording right. piece and then you do the editing and make sure that it, it sounds right. right. Um, how many are you finding that more authors are reading their books or is it just I'm too busy? Let me hand this off to the expert. I I explain to people that it's a very intimate decision, just almost as intimate as writing the book itself. Mm. Uh, I think there is a decision that you have to make. Um, let me start with, hold on just a second. Sorry, I can cut that out. Uh, let me start with explaining this little uh, piece. When someone asks me, should I be a voiceover? I've, I've got a decent uh, voice. I always say, yes, you do have a great voice. Take a book. Go into your closet, close the door, and read that for two hours straight. Do that for four days straight, and tell me if you want to be an audiobook narrator. Yeah. Because it takes an amazing amount of time to to do it and to do it well. Because every time you flub, every time you get a weird mouth noise, you've got to start that over. That's the technical side. All that said, I work with a company called Twin Flame Studios, and they have coaches or authors that truly want to do it themselves and they can set on a, a high-speed digital connection and walk them through the process after they buy some equipment set up a clean a recording space then their the director will be on the line with them and say nope you you goof that little piece up let's go back and pick up with this sentence and then they've basically got a, a book in their own voice um we encourage certain people to do it to do that. We encourage certain people to not do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I could just imagine, you, you know, I know I talk really, really fast and I felt really bad. I was uh, a gentleman out in Pakistan who, you know, who knows LinkedIn, just, you connect with so many different people. Mm -hmm. So he invited me to be on his podcast and shame on me. I, I get going. He asked me a question and I started answering and about halfway through, I thought, Whoa, different country. I got to slow down. They're probably thinking, what is this chick saying? So I, I think all of those things are, you, you need to take into account, not just the, the sound of your voice and what a great recommendation. Sit in a closet, read the book for two hours, do that for four days. Do you really out want loud. to do that for out loud? Out and do loud. you really want to do that for a living? Because that could yep. be so tedious. Somebody might have a nice voice, but like that is so tedious. There's no way I'm doing this. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, great. It's it, See, again, it's because you do it, the recommendation for someone to try it. Mm -hmm. I love that because somebody might try it and think, wow, I really do love this. I never thought to do this as a career. So somebody out there listening might've resonated with them. Right. And right. then they'll take up that recommendation. What, what is, what's motivation to you? You know, what, like you love doing this clearly, but what motivates you? I'm a problem solver. I like solving problems for people. Uh, if I can help them get their voice out into the world by using my voice, that that inspires me. Okay. Did you have I, I, no no problem? Did you have anything that's else it. to say? That's it. No, that's it. That that's kind of it. <laughs> but also, I'm gonna see now. I don't know if you know you have this superpower because <laughs> before we started recording, I just joined Clubhouse. 
And so David said to me, hey, Connie, you on Clubhouse? I'm having, you know, I'm just having so much fun in it and getting some new clients. I'm like, yeah, I signed up, but, you know, it's technology to me, right? It throws me off. Immediately, David said, oh, at the end, let's, I'll teach you. Come on, we'll jump on and I'll just go through a little tutorial with you. So you like teaching too, don't you? I, I absolutely do it. I, if, if I could, if I could figure out a way to be a total consultant, uh, and, and be able to feed my family with that, with that goodwill, I would, I would absolutely do it. Amazing. Yeah. I, you- I like, I like my, my mom taught first and second grade for 41 years. So I always tell people I literally have the heart of a teacher and just, you know, that was, that was the way she taught me to do it. You know, win friends and influence people. I have to tell you, every time I talk to you, you're like, hey, did you hear about, did you know about, he's always, David's like the share king, <laughs> Which, but I love that because I love to share information as well, because you never know who knows what, what you don't know. And if something can help someone, why wouldn't you share that intel, right? I remember my kids were little and um, they were getting to the point where they couldn't sit in the baby car seat. So they had to kind of go up to the next level. Mm -hmm. And there was a certain booster that was good before you just put them on the seat. One still gave them a little cushion and didn't choke them around the neck. So I had done this research and found it. Every one of my friends, I'm like, I got the perfect thing. When you're ready for this, let me know. I'll tell you where to go. And they're looking at me like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm sharing the wealth. I did all this research and you're right behind me with the age of your kid. Trust me, you're going to. And then when they finally would buy the booster, they would like, oh, my God, thank thank you so much. I would have spent so much money on something else and it wouldn't have been as good as this. So sharing is caring in my in for me, well, in my perspective. Well, I think we've discovered something right here just in the this last few seconds. Well, I'm crazy. There's a no, no, no. There's a you know, we talk about the Karens of the world. You and I can be the Sharons of the world. How about that? <laughs> Yes, I love it. It's going to be my middle name, Connie Sharon uh, Whitman. See, he's from Tennessee, so he's got that, you know, a little bit of that Southern drawl, and I have the Jersey accent going, right? How has your professional experience brought you to this point? Now you're helping podcasters and other businesses share their voice. Kind of kind of bring us through that uh, on, well, now podcasting is hot, right? So sure. just talk about that. How did that journey kind of go for you? Well, start here, start current, you know, audio is hot right now. Uh, as we just talked about clubhouse is an audio based social media platform. It's only audio. There is no texting. There's no nothing on there except Mm -hmm. your written profile. You cannot communicate without speaking, uh, on that platform. Uh, e-learnings is where I've been for the last 15 years with my current job and, you know, online training for different companies, that's that's an area that I really want to develop right now is is uh, e-learning uh, narration, if I could say it, <laughs> and and the uh, and of course audiobooks uh, just came from that, for me that was a low hanging fruit option to get into narration. Sure, uh, I found ACX. I had a microphone. I had a computer. I have the technology to be able to to do the recording and things like that. So it was easy it was an easy step for me to, to move into that. The e-learning's big too, David. I mean, everybody, especially after COVID, you know, people who like me, I was doing everything live, right? Live Mm -hmm. speaking, live teaching, live training, Mm -hmm. you know, everything was live. And now even, 
even if my corporate clients go back to training right into the Mm -hmm. training rooms, I still think it's going to be a hybrid because it's, you still have to do the social distancing. I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon, even with the vaccine. So it's very expensive to bring me in and Mm -hmm. do two classes where you could have done one. So I think there's still going to be a very big need for this digital platform. So it's interesting to see what happens with you as you're kind of venturing into that Mm e-learning platform. There's, I think there's a great need for it. Absolutely. And the, and the beauty is as you develop those classes, you may record a class that is now just something that you can sell. And so it's a, it's a completed project. Exactly. That, um, one of the things I'll, I'll jump in on this because so many people who want to do the e-learnings or the, the corporate training, uh, <laughs> I find so many people in the HR department, not necessarily, not necessarily the training department, but in mm-hmm. HR, they get voluntold to create uh, content. And yeah. so what they'll do is they'll, they'll go find, if they don't feel comfortable in-house recording the audio, they'll go find one of those robot services. And well, let me That's just say that horrible. they are the worst. Horrible. Uh, the benefit of hiring a voice to be the voice of your company or the voice of that particular e-learning or whatever is because that person can be trained to understand your colloquialism, to yes. understand your the terms that you use and how you use them sure. uh, to make it sound like you, the, to me, if you don't care about the listener or the, or the end user, then that's the way you do it. If you actually do care, then you find somebody that makes it, makes a connection with the audience. And think about that too. Like I have my earbuds in so we don't get the background, you know, that back and forth sound effect. Mm-hmm. And, but you're in my ears. It, it, mm-hmm. uh, podcasting. And I think maybe that's what I like about podcasting. Even mm-hmm. if someone's listening on their radio to me on their way to work, um, it's still personal because I'm right. talking to them, right? The individual. Yep. It's not like you're talking to a group of people. So I mm-hmm. agree with that. And it, it becomes more, um, it's very intimate, I, very intimate. But but I think the connection is so great that the learning we're talking e-learning, right, especially that mm-hmm. learning level goes up because the end user is more engaged yep. than listening to the robotic kind of uh, narration. So there's a big difference. It really is a big difference. And I would guess there's certainly a difference in cost, but I bet you yeah. it's not as huge as people would often think. Well, uh, no, it's not. Uh, the other thing I would, I would say that, that the, the, what you don't want to get in the way of anything you're doing as a, as a live speaker, how much do you enjoy it when somebody gets up and goes to the bathroom from the front row Ugh. and they just, it's totally distracting anything on stage that, that the per that the audience is looking at with you, if there's activity or movement or the people are doing something on, on stage, or the lighting's weird, that's a distraction. So that robot voice or a bad voice uh, or something like that, that's a complete distraction from the learning that's supposed to be going on. It's true. You didn't think of that, but yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, we're penny wise, dollar foolish sometimes. Like what really you have to look at, what is my objective? (laughs) And if the objective is clear, I think the the path or the decision to go robotic or live becomes very clear as well. Yeah. All right. So let's share with everybody. This is, this is David's first time on as a podcast guest. 
So I have to ask, how does it feel to be kind of on the other side of the microphone to some extent <laughs> and not just in the editing mode where you're kind of listening and fixing the uhs and, and stuff like that? How does it feel? I'm very conscious of uh, when I say uh, anything because <laughs> I know I'll have to I would have to cut that out later. I don't edit mine. Isn't that funny? <laughs> because, and here's the reason why I, I have um, a, a business coach. He's an expert in podcasting. So he taught me how to edit and, and all of that. And I have a company that posts it for me. And if I really, if the internet or something goes a little wonky, I tell him, hey, go from here to here. Can you kind of fudge it for me? There, there was a little bit of an error. Mm -hmm. Typically, though, if, you know, like in the beginning, I, I stuttered for something I was saying. I was like, wait, let me try that again, right? That's who I am. And and I think that, I don't want to say I've trained, but I, I want to be authentic and real, and that's who I am. And I know I don't use a ton of tick words to begin with just because I speak so much. Mm -hmm. So I'm not afraid of saying the too many us, ums, you knows, but ums and all of that i want my listeners to get the real me because that's that's just who i am and mm -hmm. if somebody wants to hire me or work with me this is what you get right, right. there so there's never any editing but you're so funny because this is what you do for a living as soon as you hear the odds you're like we ought to edit that out you know it's <laughs> it's hilarious it's hilarious and i'm i'm like that's me oh well let's deal with it right yeah I, again I, I i look for those distractions if it's a distracting situation then, well, the other thing that I will say this, and, and again, you're not, like you said, you're, you aren't uncomfortable with the way you present and, and the words that, the words that you use. What I, what I tell people is my goal is to make them sound as smart as they are. <laughs> because if you've got a, a doctor, you know, a doctorate student over here going, well, and, um, uh, well, they're not going to sound very, intelligent if they're searching and and digging for words and whatnot they know the information they're nervous sure it's okay so if i can help them it's not news news you cannot mess with it that's that's the rule right uh, fake news or whatever you want to call it but it's you you've got to leave it as it was so that's my goal make them sound as smart as they are it's true and and i think a lot of people don't speak for a living right. so all of a sudden you're like, oh, that sounded horrible. I had no mm -hmm. idea that I said ums and you knows and all of those things. Yeah. So I do think it's important that we have that capability of editing mm -hmm. and people like you could do it. Are you having fun being the guest? I am. Okay, am. good. Uh, oddly enough, my favorite subject is me. I'm just not good at selling myself <laughs> from a business point uh, standpoint. You are a nut. I'm learning that every time I talk to you, you are a complete nut, and I love it. Okay, I, I cannot take myself seriously. That's that's that is my role. People give me a really hard time about it. I've got a group of ass kickers that say, "David, you are good at what you do. You do a thing. Great. You do it well." And I'm like, "If you say so." Yeah. It, it, hey, dude, we're all fighting the whole confidence game, right? That whole imposter syndrome and we've all got it. I don't know. My, my, I call it a record. I know the kids say, you know, what's a record? Yes, it's a vinyl that we used to have to actually put a needle on, right? My <laughs> record is so grooved, David. It's not even funny, right? We're, we all, I think, face that. And it's nice that you have kick ass people around you to say, like, dude, you, you, you got this going, man. You're, you're like the real deal. You're good at it. And I do. I'm a fan. I'm a David fan. So thank you. 
Yeah, totally. Now, what would you tell people who are just so nervous about jumping in to this podcasting arena? Exactly what you just said. It's you. You don't have to be the expert on anything unless you're doing a show on how to be, you know, on brain surgery or, or whatever. But, you know, that's usually not what podcasts are about. Podcasts are about connections. Podcasts are about getting to know the other person or bringing in a guest. And the one thing I would say, the only, I don't care how it sounds. I don't care how many ums and uhs there are. Just care about the guest that you've got in and, and uh, that you're bringing in and introduce that person with your, I mean, virtually with your arm around them and, and say, this is my friend because I've taken the time to learn about them. Absolutely. And I understand who they are that I, now I want to share that with you. If you're going to have guests. Yeah. And, and so funny you said that. I remember when I first started my show don't know how this happens. The universe clearly provided for me, but I started getting these PR firms saying, Hey, you know, my author wrote this book, blah, blah, blah. I think they'd be great for your show. Mm -hmm. Spot on. They were great guests. So I would respond and say, I'd love it. Yeah. Let's schedule it. Can we schedule it about six weeks from now? And can you send me the book or send me a PDF? Mm -hmm. And the PR is like, you want to read the book? Like at first it was like, you want to read the book? And I'm like, yeah, because how am I going to be prepared? I'll, I'll be mm -hmm. able to ask even better questions right. if I've read the book and kind of processed, perhaps using whatever their their recommendations and tools were. I would adopt them into my life to say, hey, this is how I tried. Look at the results. Mm -hmm. So the first couple of times, the authors at the end, they wouldn't know that. Right. And they would say to me, you actually read the book. And I was like, yes, I always read the book. And they were like, they were amazing questions. And usually before they, they get on, the podcast host would say, oh, wait, okay, so what are we talking about? Oh, wait, I'm looking at your book. Okay, so this is the gist of it. That was, and then whatever the pre, because most PR firms give you the questions to ask, um, which I like also, but I like to deviate from that because I might have a deeper question, right? right. To even get um, into the content more, more intimately. Well, because and, you know your audience and you know what your audience would ask. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So when I hear that these other podcasters just kind of go through the questions so that they could throw this content out there. I'm amazed because for me, that's not good enough, right? I, I want not only for me to shine and provide good content for my listeners to keep coming mm -hmm. back, but I want to, I want to spotlight the people I have on to say, man, you got to hire them, go buy the book, you know, maybe use their program or whatever it is, right. especially if I believe in it. If I don't believe in it, I won't have them on the show. So, right. you know, you have that going on too. There's that. Yeah, there's that. So why do you think podcasting and using video or voice is important for businesses really of all sizes today, you know, in all different marketplaces, not not just in podcasting per se or, or the media field? From a business standpoint? You just say? business in general, yeah. I think one of the most powerful things right now, obviously, is podcasting. It's 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 being able to multitasking is not a good way to think of it. it it's, it's be able to maximize time. So if, if when we ever get back to normal, if you have salespeople traveling through the airports, sitting on an airplane, driving in the car, whatever that is, maximize that time. Sure. They can be making phone calls and whatnot, but they could also just be listening to a message from, from headquarters or things like that. That's a, a perfect use for a yeah. corporate podcast. 
another thing that uh, a, a friend recommended uh, is affinity groups. Now, when I've referred to an affinity group, it's a group of like people within a corporation or within an organization. So uh, if you, you know, if, is it um, LGBTQ uh, group? Is it people of color? Is Whatever that might be, mm-hmm. you can have an affinity group and then they can kind of have it's it's a glorified book club. Is that is that a good way to explain it? Sure. So it's it's a it's a national. If you've got a national footprint with your company, the, you've got pe- all types types of people in your organization, and this just may connect you with a little bit more with them. Because the number one thing that that companies do not want to do is rehire people. That is the most expensive thing they can ever do, uh, besides going out of business. And so, keeping people in because they're connected with your organization. Yeah. Through if it's through a podcast for an internal podcast, just do it. And a lot of a lot of times you won't have information that's even that's even secure to the company. You could even open it up to to other people and make other people, uh, you know, uh, uh, have an affinity with your company just from the way you're trying to help your employees. It's interesting. What an interesting concept, David. Because you know the as the baby boomers are retiring. And these younger kids now are graduating and entering the workforce. Millennials are taking more executive positions, right? Everything kind of moves up in scale. They want to be, they grew up on podcasts. Right. You know, they grew up on choosing what they listen to because of mm-hmm. iTunes. You know, you and I, you're younger than me, but when we grew up, whatever was on the radio, that's what you listen to right. unless you went out and bought an album or um, a cassette or whatever right. it is. So now these kids are tapped into anything they want to listen to any mm-hmm. time of day on demand. Right. So what you just recommended that the, the younger kids just from a um, community, they're very community minded, right. that that kind of information resource from within, it's exactly mm-hmm. what the millennials and even the, like my kids are Gen Z's. That's what they're looking for yeah. to be part of that community for that intimacy. And I don't mean intimacy in a weird way, sure. but that conduit of, of information that, Hey, employee, you're important to us mm-hmm. and, and we want to keep you abreast of what's going on. What well, a great use of a podcast for a corporate yeah. client. I mean, like you and you and I came along, we talked about Seinfeld at the water cooler. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so now you have to get, you, you can't do that because you're not watching the same episode last night. That's right. You're binging and you're absorbing it media at different rates. And so basically you have to find that you, you have to find enough people to talk about it because one-on-one, I mean, that, that might, be, that might work, but you could find people all over the planet that have just started watching whatever that show is on Netflix or whatever. And now you have a global affinity group for Seinfeld. Which is the coolest thing because your, your reach of who you are and how you can do business even. Mm -hmm. And even if you work for a corporate client, because a lot of my, Mm -hmm. my listeners are corp, they're they're employed, right? They're they're not just business owners. Right. They have side hustles. That's the other thing I'm finding that the younger generation, they're getting mm-hmm. their full-time job, getting the experience, but they're like, I have this passion over here. And they're right. not afraid to venture out and do a little side hustle podcast. Mm-hmm. Again, another right. great realm for them to, you know, put their an- antennas out there right. um, and get to the larger masses. I love it. I, and it's funny. I've been doing podcasting for eight years. You know, I think I've gotten better 
through the years. I mean, I certainly hope I have, but I hope my content gets better. I hope my delivery gets better. Mm -hmm. I'm looser and, and I have more fun with it. I think because again, I'm able to be me without saying, am I looking at the camera? Is my, is my microphone right? What's the timer on, you know, or before you're worrying about all the logistics. Now I just go with the flow, you know? Right. Yeah. I Uh, love it. As you talk about uh, real quick, corporate communication, that's, that's Mm -hmm. another arena that, that, has so much potential because think of every single white paper that's out there that's still relevant. Mm. I mean, it's kind of like if if you could turn that into audio or turn it into a podcast or turn it into something where a potential client can just plug it in and listen to it while they go do a thing, you're all that time, how much time was spent writing that document. And so if you can convert that into a, or a zoom meeting that you had that was relevant, but you yet need to kind of preserve that and give that to other uh, new hires or whatever people that couldn't be there at the time. And then taking that and trimming out the, uh, Matt, can you mute your mic? Uh, Could you (laughs) all that stuff out and making that a useful, yeah. yeah, Making that a useful portable audio experience or even a video experience. Um, There's just so much opportunity out there to repurpose what we've already done. And we forget that because in the past, the moment was lost, but now we're right. recording everything. Everybody's on mm-hmm. Zoom. It's so easy to hit the, that record button. You never know what nuggets of information or reusable content that you're creating without even realizing it or without even intending to, but you right. certainly can repurpose it. Great. That was a, such a great tip and what a great way to end the show. Um, David, thank you so much for being on. So guys, if you are interested, if you need more information, if you want to talk Talk to David about voiceovers, audiobooks, if you're an author, whatever it is, please go to his website. It's davidwhitevoice.com. Correct, David? I got that right? Correct. And, Correct. Or email him if you have like a specific question. I could give your email, yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's David at davidwhitevoice.com. He is, guys, trust me, uh, just a wealth of information, a lot of fun to have a conversation with, um, but he really does share some amazing information, content, and and ideas. Plus, you heard his voice. So if you need a voiceover or you, you have a book and you're thinking about doing the audio version of it to put on audiobooks, by all means, check him out. So again, it's davidwhitevoice.com or david at davidvoice.com. Of course, you can reach me at WhitmanAssos.com. Everything is there. Free resources, that free communication style assessment, my book, my classes, you name it. It's there. One place for you. Easy peasy. Um, this is the way I roll. So uh, check out WhitmanAssos.com. Uh, David, thank you so much for being on. But I think also for sharing some questions that people, well, I can't do that. Oh, that's going to be too much. Oh, what about? And I think you kind of peeled back the onion a little bit and gave some answers, which I think is so appreciated. So thanks for being on. It was a, it was fun. It was a fun show. Absolutely. Uh, I'll I'll give you my, my quote is, it's a Benjamin Franklin quote, and I have to read it because I never can remember it exactly. Tell me and I forget, teach me and I may remember, involve me and I learn. That's, that's where I start from. Uh, I just like getting people involved. It's true. And, and by the way, it's a lot more fun to live from that point of view where you have that engagement. It's not Mm -hmm. just you talking, right? It's about that engagement. It's just so much more fun. Thanks so much for taking the time uh, being on the show and just sharing some great ideas and inspiration. So appreciate it. 
Absolutely, Connie. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that being a heart-centered sales leader or just being a heart-centered leader is easier than you think. And sometimes just shifting your mindset ever so slightly, and hopefully my guests and the content we share help you pivot and shift your paradigm of thinking um, so that you're, you're able to continue on your journey with a lot more ease and grace. Thanks for tuning in to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast with me, your heart-centered sales leader and host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Have a wonderful week, everyone. And really open your minds um, to that client relationship, like David said today, right? It's never about him. Well, it is about him, but it's always about the end user and how they're learning. And that's really how we become the heart-centered business people that we should be, uh, that we should be and try to become. I'm excited and honored to have you on this journey with me. And I'll just see you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.